We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're back at it. CFB Nation. Presented by Twit. It's Tit. I thought you were going to pull out the laptop for that one, though. Man, laptop on the way, coming back, man. On the road right now. But hey, you know what's crazy about this whole thing is that we're in the same position we always are on the road to CFP. We lose the big game early. We finish strong in November. And we mm-hmm. got our fingers crossed for them mm-hmm. to not put the team that beat us earlier to bite us back in the end. Mm-hmm. And we set ourselves up for it every time. <laughs> Cincinnati beat us early. They shouldn't beat us. It was a tough game. What ended up happening? They just remained a spot over us the entire rest of the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and it, even college football players and people knew. Well, they can't do nothing about that. Y'all did lose Cincinnati. Ain't no win that y'all can have better than the team that y'all beat that beat y'all. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so unfortunate about us. No team is better than the team we lost to. So that team is going to remain. And if they finish out how they, quote, unquote, want to finish, they'll be four, we'll be five, and then we'll be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Essentially, because we would have to beat Ohio State, I mean, um, USC, That'll put us in the top 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. or at least in the top eight. A couple teams will lose towards the end of the year. That always happens. And we'll land around five. And it just so happens Ohio State got to play Michigan to get in. <laughs> and they happen to do it. <laughs> Hell, now we're looking at it. Maybe if they don't, maybe if they, they lose. I don't see them losing this year outside of maybe Penn State, but Penn State is so disappointing. Oh man, they don't, they can't get out. They own they worse than us when it turns to getting in their own way in big games and being so uh, deflated after. Yeah, that's Penn State. But for us, that's why we always talk about the seasons are made early for us because we're not in conference, and the games that we schedule are meant to make us or break us. But also, 
in the landscape of this college playoff format, you got to damn near be perfect. Now, moving forward, I feel good about making the playoffs every year, but that's making the playoffs is no longer the expectation after this year. That's not the expectation. We damn near got to what? What is it? What are the uh, – it's not like – college basketball where you got like a sweet 16 elite eight final four the kind of thing it's not they probably got to give a different name to it but we yeah. got to make it to that third round that's what they call it the, we'll just call it that right now the third round we got to make it to that's the last that's the last game before the championship or the championship game mm. hell the, the regular season don't even matter we just need to have enough games to fit in that 12 hell you even can get spared two losses Mm-hmm. But when that new season starts, we got to hit that Elite Eight Final Four. Mm. Or that's the expectation, Elite Eight or Final Four. Well, hell, Final Four. Because making the playoffs is going to be easy. We've been winning 10 games for so damn long. It's right in front of us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Get that first round by. Possibly. This is the worst year. In my opinion, that Notre Dame loses a game like they lost last year. It's the worst year. 100%. Because normally in college football, you have dominant teams. Yes. And see, a lot of people think 
that it's a good thing to have all these different teams and all these different conferences, you know, being good. In all actuality, by the numbers, it hampers and hinders Notre Dame's chances to get back to the playoff, even with one loss. You literally have five conference championships that would have five conference champions with two losses would be put ahead of Notre Dame, in my opinion. The committee's already shown that. We're going to take a two-loss conference champion in the Power Five over a one-loss team at large. They've they already talked about it. Uh, well, you know how they do us. You know how they do us. But, hell, we don't help ourselves not winning the games we're supposed to win. So, that's so you, had a pack, play. you had the Pac-12 champion. Pac-12 champion can have two losses. They're getting in. Big Ten champion. First of all, the Big Ten champion is not going to have two losses. No. The Big Ten no. champion is going to run the table. Michigan might have play, one at most. And when whoever they play in the in the game is going to have maybe one loss to their record too. Yeah. That non-conference loss at the so, Big T is weak right now. ACC champion is going to have Florida State could have two losses, but they could run the hey, table. But whoever they play is going to have more than two. People want to build up Duke. Okay, Duke's going to have yeah. three, four losses this year, but that's a good season for them. That's a great season for them. We forget that North Carolina was in the championship game last year. At a five-loss rate, they lost about four or five games. And had Clemson only has one conference loss right now, even though I think they're going to be – they're going to lose. You have the ACC champion to think about. SEC champion is definitely going to be in the playoffs without question. So that's SEC, Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten – that's just four, with four conference championships, there's no way Notre Dame is getting in. That's four. Clemson has one conference loss. LSU plays in the SEC. Unless I'm mistaken, right, left? Who has one loss? Clemson has one Not loss. Clemson. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. I'm thinking about Florida State. My fault. When I said that, I was mixing them up. Florida State. Clemson has Clemson. Florida State, what I was trying to say is Florida State played LSU. So they, in my opinion, will only have one loss in conference. Clemson has two losses already. So that if they went out and make it to the ACC championship game, that will be an ACC. That's what I was trying to say. An ACC champion will have two losses. So they're still in the running. They can still run the table and have two losses in conference. Um, yeah, my point yeah, is, they're gonna win the conference for sure. My point is, by the numbers, you have four conferences that can pretty much lock in by just winning the conference game, a conference championship with two losses. Yeah, that, that their champion will go to the playoff, which so leaves Notre, us out. It's just Notre Dame has they have no path, man. So Basically, Notre Dame is sitting back in a beggar, beggar's position 
begging teams to lose two regular season games. That's what we did in uh, 2012, and, begging and, and teams all, to lose. In all four conferences. And I'm the, and that's me not even including the Big 12 in Texas. I didn't even include Texas. Texas might right? win and win out too. Hex, Kansas could run the table and beat Texas in the Big 12 championship. They played it. They played this weekend. That's definitely possible. That is the matchup. They could have a rematch. You know, um, and by the numbers, it just doesn't look good for Notre Dame. It just doesn't. Uh, the wrong year, and the fact that we lost who we lost to would have been all we needed to get in. We could have got in with a one loss to USC. But I believe beating Ohio State would have pushed us over into getting a chance to win in that uh, last playoff spot. Because we, because what's also unfortunate is if we don't go undefeated, we can only get into the fourth spot. <laughs> Especially if they're doing these two wins by the conference champion. If we could, I mean, two losses by the conference champion, the best we could do is the fourth spot if we don't go undefeated. That's what's so sick about it. And Clemson blowing up the spot. Not being as good ain't helping us, you know. Uh, uh, my this is me being unbiased, no. The committee has already yeah, told the already, yeah. The committee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, they are all about power. They're all about conference champions. They are. That's, that's they what they're them. about. We have to force the issue. If, if, USC, if USC is a conference champ, they will get in over Notre Dame. Hell, we ain't even talking about Washington. Regardless of what happens. Washington may be the conference champ, shit. They're going to play the conference winners. That's just – Notre Dame's got to be the annoying team that won't – that we can't get be denied by because we're so good. But unfortunately – And that USC game cannot be a close game. Oh, yeah, we got to win with style. That can't be a, a last-second three-point win over USC and then USC is a conference champion. No. No. It's um it's just tough, man. They picked the wrong year. And most years where you had top heavy dominant teams and then the rest of college football was pretty much uh yeah, Notre Dame with this schedule and one loss has a better chance by the numbers. But with the parity, um Texas not being on the big stage. Texas going to Alabama, getting that big win. Just the numbers just don't. You had literally had five conference champions that will have a better shot than Notre Dame. So that's like five teams. So Notre Dame's not trying to climb like 
one team? I think the playoff method is way better just because of the fact that it is getting a little stale that you got to go undefeated or not or nothing. Mm-hmm. Because it does take away some of these teams that can surprise uh, these bigger teams later in the season. You know, teams can get better and hell, football so damn close these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nine and three team could beat a Oregon. That's eleven and one or ten and two. You look at how close and competitive the Pac-12 is. Hell, that's a shuffle. Any of them could win if they were in a playoff situation. Like, I, I'd shoot. Yeah, we love USC and we love Washington and all that. But it's so up and down in those games that you can find a different victory if somebody gets hot. And that's that brings a lot of the attraction back, just like how the college basketball tournament is so attractive because it don't even matter your record <laughs> going into the tournament. It doesn't matter. You can, San Diego State went to the championship last year. Now, I don't think San Diego State football can do that, but hell, we have a, we could have a, a team non-conventional be in the championship game. Just because 12 team playoff system, anything can happen. <laughs> Upset city. You back-to-back weeks against tough – like, come on, that's a that's a good way to do it. Um, it's just a matter of the impact of what a second season will do to a football schedule, you know, with recruiting and early signees and, you know, because yeah. if that's the playoff system, it's going to last through January, February, damn near be before yeah. – end before the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. it's got to end before the Super Bowl. So it's going to be late fe- – like – Middle of February. No, 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 no. It'll be all January. Probably January 31st, the last college football game will be played. It wouldn't be no two-week break. Right. How they, how they usually do it. It'll be games until the last week because you can't have longer season in the NFL. So that's going to change a lot of the the recruiting angles and, and visits and, I mean, just – Coaches are going to be way more locked in, these playoff teams, because, you know, right after, the, you know, around December, they on the road, and they, you know, get their little break. Now, yeah. if you a playoff team, you active, the, or you the, the, the team that wins the championship, you're almost hurting yourself in recruiting. Because yeah. you have no time. <laughs> Spring ball starts, what, second week of March? Yeah. So... The playoff system has to be discussed in terms of how that affects a kid's collegiate life because there ain't no winter breaks if you're in the playoffs. Hell, if you're a good team, you ain't got no winter breaks. You're going from uh, ending school to starting school. No breaks. That's kind of crazy because the playoff system wouldn't match up with uh, uh, any school schedule. Most schools come back. What the second week of January? Yeah. So there's gonna be some some upset players out there that ain't got no winter break. You just straight balling, yeah. jumping yeah. in the spring right after. So it's gonna be uh better for the fans, terrible for the players, especially the teams that are really good, especially for guys trying to get ready for pro day, 
especially guys trying to go to the league, playing on good teams. How you going to train? You know, how you going to – you got to take a break before you start training combine anyway, but yeah. it's just a crazy transition, but it, it does work in favor for Notre Dame because now we don't have to be undefeated. Yeah. But – Starting in that second season, we can only go so high. We can only the highest we can be in the playoff system is what fifth. Yeah. That's with a first round buy, potentially. Because you would you would think that all the conference games, quote unquote, would be the champion would be the first round essentially. Yeah. So we so the champ so the like the Big Ten championship would be the first round, and then we would we will watch and then play the winner of whatever conference champion. Is how I imagine. I mean, how did how you see it? Yeah. Big picture. I kind of agree with you. I think the reason I say the parity hurts the chances and the numbers bear it out based upon the power B of college football index numbers. The parity just hurts. That's more teams for Notre Dame to have to climb over rather than in a year with elite teams. You're only focusing on four to five teams that you're pulling for to lose. And I saw someone in the chat talk about last year. Last year was chaos. on. Last year happened because there was chaos. Right? USC was a USC losing to Utah put TCU back in the mix after they lost. That's what happened. That put them back in the mix after they lost. So Clemson didn't get in because Clemson Clemson had lost by they got banged by Notre Dame. This is what I'm talking about. Like, the committee looks at certain games. Clemson lost back-to-back to Notre Dame and South Carolina at the end of the season. Didn't matter that they were a conference champion, dude. Didn't you matter. Just lost, you just got banged by Notre Dame, embarrassed, and then you lost to South Carolina at home to end the season. It doesn't even, <laughs> it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter what you do in the ACC championship game. No. Right. No. So con- context matters. It's not just being a conference champion, which once again, we can talk about Notre Dame's schedule, but if the Pac-12 was so good, then how much respect does a Pac-12 with two losses, how, how much respect does a champion get in the Pac-12 this year? As competitive as it is. Exactly. Yeah, you this is probably this is not a normal Pac 12 year where there's only two teams. No, this is a year the Pac 12 is the best conference this year. It's just you come out of the Pac 12 with two losses, Notre Dame's not getting in over you, not over no Washington, not over no Oregon, hell, and over no Utah. If they mess around and win out, you know, they we just don't get the respect. Just don't get to no team is gonna believe us. One, they'd love to hate on the independent thing. And two, they'll be like, okay, well, what what, what big games you guys have? Oh, Ohio State? Oh, y'all lost? Of course. Of course. What y'all gonna do when y'all get in there? If we get y'all. So let's be, can we be realistic? We be realistic. 
the Big Ten and the SC champion are in the top four. That's every yeah, year. That's every year. They might Without take two fair. from each conference. Exactly. Because it's 12 teams? SEC this year is not. I doubt if they get two this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't even count Alabama and Georgia. Uh, yeah, uh, I, not this year. LSU may may be in contention. That's, that's two locked up spots. Big, Big Ten, Ten for SEC. sure got two. Big yeah. Ten got two for sure. Pac-12 got two for sure. For sure. I don't think the only way the Big Ten will get two is if the the the, uh, the Big Three split. Oh, yeah. If, Penn State, Ohio, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, yeah. Penn State beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Michigan. Beat Michigan and Michigan, Michigan beats Penn, Penn State. State. Something like that happens. Now, now you're really in trouble if you know the day. Yeah, you <laughs> now you're really in trouble. Because you got you're gonna have three Big Ten teams with one loss, and only one of them get to play in the Big Ten championship. So if Penn State beats Ohio State and you're putting them next to Notre Dame with one loss. Penn State's going in. Easily. They beat Ohio State. Easily. Any team beating Ohio State getting over on us. That's just what it is. I don't care if it's And then if Michigan beats Penn State, if Michigan beats Penn State, and Penn State is the team that beat Ohio State, and Notre Dame lost Ohio State, Michigan is getting in over Notre Dame. This this is what I'm talking about. The parity makes it more difficult. We just don't have no leverage losing to an Ohio State like this. That's why the game is so heavy weighted, heavily weighted. Now, next year, it's a different kind. You know, we don't care. You know, we lose that game, whatever, bro. We, we're going to run the table. That's when running the table matters, and then we'll get into the playoffs, and, you know, we'll talk about our chances when we get there. But right now, because of the structure, it's either you go undefeated like 2018 or you're not getting in. <laughs> That's what Marcus Freeman is and what the program is. If we don't go undefeated, you're just not getting in. Because unfortunately, the games that you need to win to get in are the teams that are getting in that beat you. Because they're using your value off of you too. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati got so much credit because they beat us. So all them wins they got in their conference was just elevated even more when it came down to decision-making. Because they beat the conference, and then they said, well, damn, if they beat Notre Dame, they may have a chance versus Bama. Obviously, they didn't. But that's the thought. Notre Dame carry a lot of weight. C.J. Stroud wouldn't be in no New York for no Heisman if he didn't beat us. Because when was his Heisman moment? They lost to Michigan. <laughs> when, when was C.J. going to have a Heisman moment? What we see last year, it was either the – the first game and the last game are only games that matter when it comes to CJ winning that Heisman. Mm-hmm. And that first game was Notre Dame. Period. Sam, hell, Sam Hartman would have Heisman discussions because he won against Ohio State. And then you lump in that's at Notre Dame, and we in the playoffs, we undefeated. You one year transfer, you done, man. Sam Hartman could have really did it big. Mm-hmm. It was in front of him. The opportunity was there. It ain't like we just, you know, he had a, all the opportunity in the world to go do that. That just shows you significance of the position and what it carries at Notre Dame. You the quarterback at Notre Dame, you go undefeated, 
and and win in style and, and, and win the games you need to win, you're going to be there. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, because this has happened before, uh, there is a tie in the conference record in the Big Ten. They take a record against common, opponents, uh, common opponents because they don't all face the same teams in the West. So they would take the common opponents from those two or three teams, and then whoever has the best record goes to the championship game. But once again, you know, we're just pointing out scenarios that make it really because Penn State is a really good team this year. This is not early on. This is look the, the Ohio State team I watched last week can get beat. Can get beat by Penn State. Penn State can't run better than us, but they and, got some. And, they got some. And and Michigan can definitely nice. Michigan can definitely beat that Ohio State team. So. You know, and that's just one side of the conference. Well, you know, the other side of the conference so pitiful. As we said, look, let me finish this up. SEC champ is in. Big Ten champ in. is in. That's guaranteed. That's two guaranteed slots. Pac twelve is in. Pac. People don't want to hear this. You keep talking about Notre Dame's schedule. Washington and USC will have better strength of schedule than Notre Dame. And partly USC because we're playing. uh, Notre Dame's playing USC. Dude, I think the Pac-12 has like, what, five, six teams ranked? So the Pac-12, I'm telling you, two people from the Pac-12 are going. Because it's the last year, you know, I can tell them they want to make a business decision. Make these two this last year Pac twelve put two teams in they can possibly you know yeah so we're done cooked so a two loss I'll say it again a two loss conference champion in the Pac twelve gets in over Notre Dame easily simply because how tough the conference is just simply the only way we would make it is if we played. Two SEC opponents, two Pac-12 opponents, throw a Big Ten in there. <laughs> we would have to have the, the hardest schedule of all time to have one or two losses and be considered for the college football playoffs because we're not in conference. So we would have to play the best teams from the hottest conferences. We had to play a USC and a mm-hmm. and a, maybe not a top Pac-12 team, but a USC and a Oregon State. That would have to be on the schedule. Then we'd have to get Ohio State and a semi-good other Big Ten team. Hell, Wisconsin, like we did two years ago. Then we'd have to play LSU again and a Vandy. I mean, we would have to play semi-pretty tough game, probably have to have half our schedule against ranked opponents. But other than that, we just don't have the – it just won't work out in our favor unless we go undefeated. All we're saying is this is the worst year Notre Dame dropped the ball on a big opportunity on this schedule. Dropped it. Like a yeah. Because there are more teams in play. Because there is parity, that's more teams to have to climb, more scenarios to have to happen 
to get you in place to where you have a legitimate shot to be in that final four. And Clemson is not going to be the big win at the end of the season that you expected it to be. It's not. They may be a three-loss team by the time we get to them. It's, it's just not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So now. A three-loss Clemson team is not attractive. The two automatics, the two automatics, which are Big Ten SEC. And like you said, heck, the Big Ten could get two wins. Like, you just never, you never know. They have more, they have more room to get two in. The Pac-12 has more room to get the Big Ten in. I mean, to get two in. Conference definitely favors this structure. Unless Notre Dame is perfect, obviously, or wins the games that are against the teams that are going to be considered for the playoffs, like in Ohio State. You beat Ohio State, you don't, you you control your own destiny. Here, be, beating Clemson is like they like man, Clemson not even making their own conference championship. It means nothing. That's see, that's the thing. Everybody was like, and people are still talking like, oh well, we man, we're gonna. Be, if we run the table, we would have beaten uh, USC and Clemson. That Clemson game is not holding that much weight anymore. It's just not. It's done for. It's just not. It's not. It was, it was done after they lost to Duke. And my point is, tell me the spot. See, everybody's talking about running the table. Running the table means nothing if the spots aren't open. And the spots being open have nothing to do with Notre Dame. At all. The spots being open have to do with everybody else losing. Yeah, basically. There, as of right now, there are no open spots. There are We're no. We're setting ourselves up to play a, a, a low major SEC team, like a, you know, one of these SEC teams that get better towards the end of the year. That's what we geared up for at this point. So once again, the Big Ten, and we can say this with 99.9% assurance, 
the Big Ten SEC champion is getting to the Final Four. When have you when have you seen a Final Four that didn't include the Big Ten and SEC championship? Yeah. Unless that was a huge upset. Heck, Michigan State got into the Final Four. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the one one year it was hot. So once again, going, you said Texas and Kansas, man. Texas and Kansas play this week, today. right? Yeah, they play today. I mean tomorrow. Texas and Kansas. Let's say Kansas beat te- beats Texas, right? They're on the opposite sides of the Big Twelve, meaning they can re- play a rematch in the conference championship. Let's say Texas runs the table. Kansas runs the table, rematch, and Texas wins. See, Texas can afford a loss in conference and still make it to the conference championship. They they won their big game. See, that's the point. Every team has that one big game on the schedule. And if you win it, you pretty much control your destiny. Notre Dame didn't win theirs. So they they don't control their destiny. Because Texas beat Alabama, they can lose a regular season conference game, still make it to the championship, and get in the playoff. Notre Dame is going to need the Pac-12 champion to have three losses. They're going to need the ACC champion to have three losses. I don't see Florida State losing more than once. That's just me personally. Yeah, I don't see it either. Not based upon the teams I've watched play in the ACC this year. Yeah, these teams are – ACC are – I don't see it. Right? So, you, Florida State would have to lose the ACC championship game or something like that. Um, Texas or Kansas or the Big 12 champion would have to have three losses. It's just, it's too much that needs to happen, yo. Can they make it? Yes. But it's slim to none. That's the reality of it. Your schedule is not as strong as you thought it was. Okay. Duke. Was expected to be a nine-win team coming off last season. Duke was expected to be an okay team. So you get a 17-ranked Duke. Somebody like Louisville might be ranked. Come on, man. Nobody respects Louisville. Really? That's what happens. We lost, and now they got people thinking. I I watched Louisville get dominated by Georgia Tech for like three quarters. That was an ugly game, too. Yeah, and then Louisville came back and won in the fourth. But I watched Georgia Tech give Louisville all they can handle. I'm supposed to be worried about Louisville if I'm a Notre Dame? No, I'm not worried about Louisville. But they'll probably be ranked. So um, by the paper resume, yeah, it looks like a pretty good win. But if you really know football and you've watched both teams, Louisville doesn't really have a shot. And Clemson is not Clemson. They're just not right now. 
So the, the schedule that we thought was going to be so amazing. You're right, Rushman. Indiana gave Louisville a game. Matter of fact, that Indiana-Maryland game. We forget about Maryland. Maryland's another team that almost beat Michigan at Michigan last year. And this might be their best team on both sides of the ball left. Maryland's a sneaky team. Maryland's a sneaky team in the Big Ten. They're a sneaky team. Very sneaky team. Uh, his, his brother's pretty – Tiger Valoa's brother's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what we said earlier, if you beat USC, it cannot be a close game. Like, if you're going to have leverage at the end of the year, you cannot play a close game at home against USC. You, hey, you have to handle them. You have to handle them. It is what it is. Notre Dame has to become what, what, what year was that? Uh, 2013? This was, this was your senior year. Was it your senior year the year that uh, Urban and uh, Ohio State went on that run after they lost that terrible game to Virginia Tech? Uh, you said Maryland that lost? Yeah, I think. Mm -mm. I'm sorry if I misspoke. I said, was that your senior year in high school when Urban Meyer lost Braxton Miller during camp and JT had to start as a freshman against Virginia Tech and they got blown out at home? And then oh, they I ran thought, it. I thought he got – I thought. I thought it was – I thought it was Braxton went to receiver and, and JT ended up starting. And then they, that's when Braxton had that famous spin move. Oh, you got to uh, mute. He came, Braxton came back the next year from injury and they had Virginia Tech on oh, the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's so when he did that spin move. That. The year before is yeah, when got he got smoke. hurt. He got hurt the week before the game in camp. JT had to start as a true freshman. And, they got and then Ohio State runs the table, beats Alabama, and ends up winning the national championship. Right. Because JT gets hurt at the end of the year. And they end up going to the third quarterback. I mean, but that was that was a year that just craziness happened, man. And it was 14. Okay. I, I thought it was 13. But um, uh, Crazy things are going to have to happen for Notre Dame to get into the playoff. Yeah. And my point is, um, crazy things in college football have happened. So it's not impossible that Notre Dame can find itself in position during championship week. But a lot has to happen, man. A lot has to happen. Yeah. They would have been better off losing the USC. Yeah, they really would have. And that, that's just my opinion. If you were going to have a loss, didn't we do a show about this in the preseason? Like, if it was one loss that you would have, 
what which one would it be? And I said USC. I'm like, you you want to beat Ohio State. That's going to carry an enormous amount of weight. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. So we'll see, man. We'll see. By the numbers and the power index. Yo. It's a really small chance. Really small chance for Notre Dame to get to the playoffs. Lucky left the podcast. Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts each and every day. You already know, home of the misguided passion. We spin it different. different. Left, who you got tonight in that matchup? 100 miles of hate. How do you think it's going to play out? Man, I really like to see um, two teams that play very similar. It's like uh, Conference USA teams, FCS, I mean, uh, mid-major D1 teams. They're exciting to watch. They, they, They like scoring a lot of points. But most mid-major D1 teams or Conference USA or WAC type of programs aren't great secondarily. That's why you see a lot of points fly. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, very aggressive front seven. They're going to bring the pressure. They, and Western Kentucky does the same thing. They create turnovers, give you a lot of different looks. Quarterbacks in Conference USA are pretty similar. These, these two, uh, Nick. Uh, Benavado or Benetato and Austin Reed, very similar. I mean, these teams are distinctly similar. Uh, West Kentucky has chosen to win uh, or predicted to win the conference, but it's going to be a, a high-flying matchup that we're expecting to, to get a photo finish for, and it's something that you want to watch. These teams definitely, from a fan's perspective, have a lot of intensity in this rivalry that I'm finding out more about. And for it to be a weekday game, it's good to kick off this week of college football because it's going to be a, a lot of fantastic games uh, this year. I mean, I mean, this week, you got USC, Colorado. You got us versus Duke. You got Kansas versus Texas. So Thursday, this Thursday game, it's definitely a good start to a football weekend. And who knows who's going to win. I think West Kentucky might pull it out late. But because uh, I like their quarterback a lot. But Middle Tennessee State, man, they, uh, they've shown a lot of improvement on things. And uh, their quarterback is pretty special himself. <laughs> Both of these teams play monsters competition. Uh, in the non-conference schedule, you got West Kentucky playing Ohio State and um, Middle Tennessee State playing Alabama. So both teams like to stay relevant and competitive in the in the landscape of things. So getting down to conference play is like a new season. So they're going to be hyped and amped and ready to go and excited to call the game. Should be interesting. Should be very interesting. Lucky Lefty Podcast. It is a... It's a lot going on in the sports world this morning, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Timeline is lit. 
oh, by the way, your your pick in the NFC North because the Vikings have the best quarterback. Yeah, okay. How is that 0-3 ready to be 0-4 looking? You said who has the best quarterback? No, that was what you said, right? You, you the said Vikings the Vikings have the best said, quarterback in their division, yes. And, and you said they were going to win the division. Yes. Because of that. I said, how is that 0-3 looking? They ain't in the division play just yet. Okay. They're about to be 0-4, though. Who they playing? Don't, it doesn't matter. They stand it. The thing is, all these non-divisional games don't matter. Because guess what? All they got to do is go 8-8 eight and eight and win their little division, and they're in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins can do that. Mm, I don't the think Bears so. stink. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The Lions are the Lions. Until further notice. And and Packers, they got a good hey, win last on. week. They, they got a good Jordan win last Love. week. But they, they was down 17 to nothing all game. How is that possible? 18 nothing. Eight. <laughs> or was it 17? Was it 17? It was, they won 18 to 17, but it was well, 17. Yo, they, played, they, they played the Lions tonight. Who, Green Bay? Yeah. It'll be a good game. They both and it's no surprise that David David Bakhtiari went on the injured reserve again. Uh, what I don't know why they keep paying that dude. He's stealing money at this point. Well, he was Aaron Rodgers' boy, so he might not last after this season. Man, trade him to the Jets. You know what time it is. It's about trade him to the. Oh, you're funny. Petticoat. <laughs> It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com, the premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Yo, did you see this down in Houston, bro, at a Jack in the Box? Well, a Jack in the Box employee got mad and got into an argument with a customer over some curly fries and up thing. The, wait, the worker did? Yes. He had it at work? Had the burner, had the microwave on his hip. Oh my gosh! Over some fries? Why you 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 trying to live two lives at working at Burger King or wherever? Bruh. What are you, what what gets you to even that mad to where you doing that? You want to crash out? Of, well, I get it. You working at a fast food place? You probably probably feel like you're too old to be working there and. You know, you just feel disrespect every time somebody says they fries is cold, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, some of these customers just be, like, acting like, yeah, you're supposed to bow down when I come in here. So I get some of that, you know, but, hell. You, you know, I don't know what you expected the outcome to be, but your ass going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this happened out in California. 
There's another one. So you put that employee on the petty train. Let's go to Houston for this story where a 17-year-old was running drugs out of the Popeyes that he worked at. <clears throat> he was serving through the drive-thru and certain people that came inside. Got into an argument with a customer over the drug deal and he up thing in the restaurant. In the restaurant. Left. That's crazy. I, I, hey man, this is for back to back stories to come out like this, man. It's hard times at these fast restaurants, man. Yo, I'm trying to get maybe somebody can help us, but Kurt Schilling. You remember Kurt Schilling? The, the uh, yeah, the baseball player. Yeah. For some reason, he is trending for being a jerk. Baseball players usually are jerks. Oh, so he was on a broadcast, and I guess Tim Wakefield and his wife are dealing with something personal. And he went ahead and put that personal business over the <laughs> area. Man, anything for clicks these days is crazy. He said Tim hasn't asked anyone to share this, and I don't know if he wants it shared before going ahead and sharing the personal information. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, anyway. Tim Wakefield is, is having some medical issues, challenges. And that's what he shared over the airwaves. Everybody mm -mm -mm. want to be first to report? Yeah. What about Ebro? Do you want to put Ebro on the petty train? Because Ebro said all you hear on radio these days are the established artists, female rappers, R&B singers, and Afrobeats. Do you agree? I mean, what else is it? <laughs> what is he trying to say? Well, I guess he's trying to say there's no room for male rappers. Oh, well, we know what that's about. Yeah. That aren't established. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you go to sports commentating too, and, you know, hard for brothers out there to get on ESPN. It's crazy that to see. This is <laughs> hard for brothers to get a job on ESPN. Actually, I mean, the Afro beats is a trend to me. I think it's just one of those trends and you get a lot of artists collaborating with those artists and the music starts to intertwine. I don't um, think it's a trend only because music is becoming more popular international wise. That's why Drake made that house music well, type album beyonce got a house music type of album 
when I say trend, I'm not saying I'm speaking for I'm speaking from a radio spin standpoint. Like I've seen Sean Paul was the hottest thing in the world. And then all of a sudden, that's all you heard was like that blend of music. Beyonce had a Sean Paul joint, baby boy. I mean, all of a sudden it becomes a trend and then it goes away from a radio standpoint. Raggae music is still hot, but it's not getting the same amount of spins as it got when Sean Paul was out, Sean Kingston, and it was really mainstream. Afrobeast is mainstream right now. Can it stay mainstream with the same amount of radio spins? Mm, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. The fact that R&B singers are coming back, can we really call it R&B? No. Yeah, I mean, I don't... The whole female rapper thing, they need to relax. Throw it, the Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Like zero female rappers. Zero. So I saw uh, on my timeline. I saw Justine Justina Valentine was on Flex freestyle. I said we we went too far. We've gone too far. Rap games cooked. She's gone from wilding out. To the eighth floor, the hot ninety-seven, getting a freestyle with Funk Funk Flex. Come on, man! That's what, what he making a Bad Bunny. That's what he making all that happen. <clears throat> you like Bad Bunny's music? No, I'm saying that's the music that's taking over because rap is finished. All these hardcore women rappers. Never been a fan. Hey man. Hey man. Left call a good game tonight, man. Get back to the left coast safe. I guess. We'll you know, see you tomorrow. You'll, you'll actually get to watch Notre Dame this weekend. Hey. Live. What do you know? Hey, enjoy the rest of your day, man. We appreciate you guys. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Did it? Make sure you spin it there. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.